Good morning and welcome home everyone. All right, everyone coming on site and online, joining us uh, this Sunday morning for a time of worship and encountering the divine. Right, so to kick off this Sunday's like morning, right, I'd like to just ask us to recall, right, um, this is the third Sunday of our new sermon series. Do, you, do anyone know what's the sermon series uh, theme? If you're online, type it in on the chat so that you know, like we have some interaction online. So anyone on site want to raise their hand and just like, or just shout out? It's, it's about something I'm, I'm, I'm doing now, but something related. Anyone remember? Speaking differently. All right, speaking differently. So for the past two Sundays, right, um, we, we have already like, done uh, two sermons. Right, the first one was on wonder, and last last Sunday was special service for Pink Dot, which also which, which was also part of um, the sermon series. Right, so if there's anything that you have you can recall from the past two sermons or past two Sundays on speaking differently, right, share your reflections or what you recall online. All right, if you're online, you know, share it uh, and type it out in the chat uh, with one another. Right, and today we are exploring. Exploring, speaking differently, freedom. All right. So, entering into the kingdom of freedom, all right, of love for one another, let's prepare our hearts, prepare ourselves by responding to the call to worship. May I invite those who are willing and able to stand, all right, to join me in this call to worship. Hungry for meaning? Welcome, Welcome home. home. Thirsty for purpose. Welcome, welcome home. home. Yearning for comfort. Welcome, welcome home. Burning for challenge. Welcome, welcome home. Ready for learning. Welcome, welcome home. home. Eager for serving. Welcome, welcome home and welcome, welcome to worship. worship. Now let us remain uh, standing. Those on site remain standing. If you are uh, if you are comfortable with sitting down, that's okay. For those who are joining us online, all right. Let all of us. Join together with one heart and one voice with the worship team to worship our Lord. If I could rewrite your story of love for me I would not forget those moments of doubts If I could rewrite your story of love for me I would not erase those times of struggle Those moments of doubting myself and blaming you for all my brokenness Those moments I wrestle myself And you for the answers For a little hope Then I will remember When you became real to me When you would not turn away 
Church, my name is Mark, and I'll be uh, guiding you through prayer today. Um, for those on site, please be seated. Uh, for today's prayer, I'll start off with a time of preparation. 
uh, followed by the prayer itself. And then I'll also leave you some time to um, share the concerns and name the people on your heart uh, so that you also have time uh, with God one-on-one. Um, -on -one. Okay? Uh, let's close our eyes and prepare ourselves for prayer. As you close your eyes, can I just get you to maybe have a sense of the space around you? And just rest in each breath you take. And allow God to breathe in and through you. And allow the presence of the one who knows you, who sees you, and who loves you, be fully felt in every part of your body. To the God of many names, thank you for this time we can come before you to rest in your presence. Thank you for providing for us the food we eat, the work and activities we engage in, and the lives we lead. And for the simple fact that we're alive and breathing. We give you thanks for being here today in a space we call our home and a place people call FCC. A place devoted to the practice of following you. Thank you, Lord, for calling us to be your people, every child, beloved and made in your image. Regardless of all the labels that we give ourselves or other people give us. You love us just the same. Broken as we are. Thank you, Lord, for also raising up leaders within our community, including and especially our pastors who care for what is still the only openly open and affirming Christian community in Singapore. Thank you, Lord, for this world we live in, however imperfect it may be. We know that there are always pockets of hope that serve like cracks through which your light and your dawn breaks through. Forgive us, Lord, for not always understanding what this calling to follow you entails. For our lives are filled with distractions and many priorities, some seen as good in the eyes of the world, some not so good, but all of which we treasure so dearly on our hearts 
our hearts are often drawn away from you and our eyes turn away from you. Lord, you say in your word that foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And we protest and we say we want to follow you. But then you give us, we ask, you give us time to settle our affairs and do what we want to do, attain or achieve what we, and acquire what we want. And you say, Lord, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Lord, even as we proclaim your name and claim our status as beloved children of God, declaring to be the free people of the free community church, we confess that we may not always truly be free. Forgive us, Lord, for not always prioritizing the discipleship of following you in our lives and challenging ourselves each day to take up the cross and ask ourselves, what does the Lord require of us? Lord, hear our prayers and petitions for a world that is free. A world where Ping Dot is no longer needed. And a world where there is no longer a need for a church like FCC to declare itself open and affirming. Because all churches are open and affirming. Accepting all of your children, beautiful and wonderfully made in your image. Grant us the courage to speak up for justice and to do so in love, humility, and mercy. But Lord, grant us also the freedom within our hearts. Grant us also a heart that is free, free from clinging to the things that do not bring life in our lives. the wands of the world and the chains within our hearts characterized by a lot of self-hate and harm that we sometimes direct towards ourselves and the people around us. Grant us the kind of freedom that we seek in the world but also in our hearts. The kind of freedom that no law or change in the law can ever bring. So that when we plead for a world that is free, we would also be ready to live in such a world that is free. Lord, hear our prayers as we pray and name the people, the affairs and the concerns on our hearts.
Lord, thank you for hearing our prayers, spoken and also unspoken. Those declared publicly and in community, and also the private prayers and cries of our hearts. Lord, you hear us even before we have spoken. And you know us even before we know you. Thank you, Lord, for loving us, each and every child made in your image. Grant us the courage to live freely and purposefully that in our lives and in everything we do as individuals in our day-to-day -day work and lives, but also in community as we practice learning how to love you and follow you. May, Lord, you grant us your presence every step of the way. All this we pray in the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let not my will by yours be done. Shake my foundations till I come undone. And let my walls fall to the ground. Build my heart to face the sound. Let not my will. Yours be done. Shame my foundations till I come undone. And let my walls fall to the ground. Build my heart to face the sound of your voice calling me to rise from the I hear your voice calling me to trust you instead. I hear your voice calling me to move out in faith. I hear your voice. I hear your voice. I have been healed. I'm whole again.
Welcome to FCC. So nice to see all of your faces. And even if I can't see your faces online, welcome. Um, we are so happy to be able to worship together uh, as a community. And today, before we go into the sermon, I want to invite you to get onto menti.com. The easiest way uh, is to either go to fcc.la/menti on any of your browsers, or you can uh, scan the QR code on screen. Um, if you're going to menti.com and you want to use Enter in the code manually. It's 6296 um, today. Uh, and the reason we have this, uh, especially for those of you who may be new, is that uh, we use this as a way for us to interact during the sermon. I'd love to hear your input. Uh, and it helps to kind of actually build the sermon together. Yeah, so uh, please go on to mentee.com 
and we will kickstart today. As Jimmy very rightly pointed out, uh, we are in a new sermon series called Speaking Differently. And today we'll be talking about freedom. You know, last week was Pink Dot, right? And it was amazing to finally be able to gather in person after two years of Pink Dot online. And Holland Park was packed with snaking queues around the park. And finally at the end, the buzz and the energy when we came together to form the dot and to raise our placards was electrifying. My hope is that as a society, we will grow increasingly inclusive and that government policies will be put in place to reflect this growing inclusivity. As the only progressive and fully inclusive affirming church in Singapore, I believe we play a unique and important role. Our voices, our lives, our lived experiences can make a difference now and for future generations. And so we had a special Pink Dot service last Sunday. If you missed it, you can find it in our FCC YouTube channel. So you know at Pink Dot, we often talk about the freedom to love. But have you ever wondered, what is freedom from the Christian perspective? And I think it's no coincidence that one of our lectionary passages this week, the week after Pink Dot, is from Galatians 5, and it's about freedom. Galatians 5 starts off with, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. So before we go a little bit into that, I would just like to poll you, right, and to find out from you, I mean... What does freedom mean to you? When someone tells you, you know, I'm free, are you free? When we talk about the freedom to love, what does freedom actually mean to you? Right? Take some time to think about that because it's going to kind of hopefully help us as we go along in this sermon. Right? Often when we think about the word freedom, we're thinking about either being free from something or free to do something, right? So like some of you have said, right? No rules, yeah, no restraints, free from everything like that, right? Enjoyment, liberated, unchained from drugs, okay? Security, nobody to control, I guess, to be who I am just as I am. Peace, yeah, no shame, affirmative, Self-determination, yeah, right? But nobody's making choices for you. Love to worship God, to follow my faith, to be loved with God, by God, to flee from drugs, to... Yeah, so many responsibility, interestingly, is uh, quite significant there. Freedom and responsibility, very interesting, right? Beautiful. I mean, you have some really amazing things there, right? And some of it is actually intertwined with one another, right? To be able to be who you are just as you are. The sense of self-rule, to be happy, to be free in Christ. We often think of freedom as the ability to do and say whatever we want. No restraints, no restrictions, no interference from anyone. But is that the best definition of freedom? What about the impact of our actions on others? 
make somebody some of you said responsibility right <gasps> our freedom is always in tension with the freedom of the people around us when we think of our neighbors freedom isn't just the ability to do whatever we want especially if that action puts our neighbors at risk correct so there is a mutual relationship there so what is the kind of freedom Paul was talking about when he said for freedom Christ has set us free. So, Paul begins with this amazing proclamation in his letter to the Galatians, right? For freedom, Christ has set us free. And then we want to understand a little bit more. What does that mean, right? And so if you go to the verses 13 to 25, it sets out the nature, the meaning, the parameters of this freedom. So I just want to read Galatians 5, 13 to 25 to you. For you were called to freedom, Brothers and sisters, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love, become enslaved to one another. For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbour as yourself. If, however, you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. Live by the Spirit, I say, and do not gratify the desires of the flesh, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. And those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And if we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. So you see, the very first thing in verse 13 is that while we were called to freedom, we are not to use our freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love, become enslaved to one another. That's pretty strong language, right? Enslaved. I think what this means is that we have not been set free to believe that I am the centre of the universe and I deserve to do anything and get anything I desire, like a four-year-old. We've been set free to realise that there's only one rule of the universe, which is love. For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbour as yourself. To truly love yourself is to realise, hmm, I am a good and valuable part of God's beautiful creation, but I am not the centre of creation. I am a part of an intricate web of interdependence to which I can contribute something valuable and from which I am dependent for life. Therefore, to love myself is to value and to love every other part of creation, every other person as well. And that is what Paul means when he says, through love become enslaved to one another. We are not to submit ourselves again to a yoke of slavery, but to become enslaved to one another through love. How paradoxical and yet profound, right? So please let me share some interesting and sometimes paradoxical notions of freedom from the Christian perspective. Okay? One, one is truly free only when one is free to pursue authenticity and wholeness in love. For the Galatians, to submit to the yoke of slavery, in 
chapter 5, verse 1, is actually to return to a system in which one places trust in obedience to the law. You see, the Galatian believers were new converts. They were eager to take the next steps in their faith journeys. And we didn't read it today, but if you actually go into Galatians 2, or Galatians 5, verse 2 to 12, the in-between portion, Paul was trying to explain to them, he said, you don't need to be circumcised in order to prove your faith in Christ. They thought they had to be circumcised and to adopt new practices, new food practices, what they eat, what they don't eat, to show their piety. They wanted tangible markers of their new existence in Christ. We need to do something outwardly to show, right? And in their misguided enthusiasm, they had welcomed and listened to false teachers who taught them a distortion of the gospel. Basically, they told them, you have to do this and do that, and if you follow the law, you'll be considered children of God. Does this sound familiar? Even in modern day, we hear messages like this, right? Yes, God loves you and we welcome you, but you cannot stay gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, queer. You need to cut this part of you off to show your faith in Christ. Cut it off in some way, right? But fragmentation is not freedom. Fragmentation is not freedom. When our identity is fractured in some way, it is difficult to pursue authenticity and wholeness in faith. So what Paul tells the Galatians is also relevant to us today. He says in Galatians 5 verse 6, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. It doesn't count for anything. The only thing that counts is faith working through love. Turn to your neighbour and say, the only thing that counts is faith working through love. That's right, faith working through love. Okay, I very seldom do this, okay? So please forgive me. Not, I know we don't do this in our community very much, okay? But, and it feels a bit awkward, right, when you first do it. The reason I want you to say that to each other, but most important to say that to yourself, is that this is the crux. The only thing that counts, don't care what Pauline says, don't care what Miak says, don't care what every other person says, the only thing that counts is faith working through love. Paul reminds the Galatians and also us that the Spirit is at work transforming us into a new creation, into people who are more loving, more gentle, more kind. And this transformation is tangible. It's holistic. It's not confined to genitalia or to what food one eats. Ultimately, what counts is faith working through love. So the question you need to ask yourself is, is faith working through love in me? Is the Holy Spirit helping me to express my faith in love? Richard Ross says, Jesus' notion of the kingdom is a different understanding of freedom than that of most religious and secular leaders today. We think of freedom as not having to do what we don't want to do. Right? But divine freedom is the capacity to be fully who we already are, to develop our inherent and true nature as much as possible, really wanting to do what we know we have to do. 
only God can create that freedom inside of us. Love can only proceed from such inner freedom. A mustard seed, yeast, light, that all develop from within are some of Jesus' central metaphors for this freedom-loving reign of God. So he says, secular freedom only creates individualists and private freedom, but not a society. It never gets around to the common good, which is the central principle of the gospel and Christian social teaching, which instead demands from you and demands for others, while ironically giving you all that you really need. Then you become who you most deeply and truly are, a member of a family, a neighbourhood, a society, a planet, a community. And so this leads me to my next point. One is truly free only when one is free to love your neighbour and even your enemy. Loving your neighbour as yourself is a summation of the law. Paul said, the, for the whole law is summed up in a single commandment, you shall love your neighbour as yourself. The gospel passage in the lecture today tells us in Luke 9, when the days drew near for Jesus to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. And as we know, Jesus was actually walking into a death trap. And yet he set his face, stone-like in the Greek, towards Jerusalem, fully determined. He knew what he was getting into, and yet he moved toward Jerusalem because he had the freedom to love. Jesus was determined to love the whole world, including people who actively rejected him. And this is the ultimate freedom, the freedom to love those who do not love us. The ultimate freedom is the freedom to love our enemies. Gustavo Gutierrez, he's um, the pioneer of uh, liberation theology, and he said this very interesting thing. He said, love of enemies does not ease tensions. Rather, it challenges the whole system. It becomes a subversive formula. And that's what Jesus came to do, right? to teach and to show us a completely different way of doing things. Freedom to love our enemies is empowered by the Holy Spirit. It cannot come from our own willpower, our own self-determination. We can practice this kind of freedom when we are filled with the Spirit and begin manifesting the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Only the truly free can live out this fruit and to love our neighbour as well as our enemy. Next, one is truly free only when one is free to serve. I took the message version here just to give you another um, alternative translation, right, to Galatians 5.13. It says, it's absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Rather, use your freedom to serve 
one another in love. That's how freedom grows. Through Christ, we have been set free to serve one another in love. The cross teaches us what love looks like and that love is expressed in action through service, through what we do for one another, through what we do for God as well. And the work of God's Spirit in us is the only way that we are ever going to be free from our own selfishness, our narrow-mindedness, to exhibit a fraction of that kind of love toward anyone, let alone people whom we do not like. Jesus said that our litmus test, and he said that in Matthew, should be the fruit that we bear. You will know them by their fruit. False disciples will produce bad fruit, and true disciples will produce good fruit. And we know that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Such a long list, right? We often place the list here into some kind of inventory, right? Have you ever done that? Like a checklist. And we think, hmm, I'm not so good with patience, uh, but maybe I'm better at kindness, etc., right? But that actually grossly misses the point because Paul uses the word, if you notice, fruit and not fruits of the Spirit, right? Fruit in singular. Because in other words, the result of the Spirit's work is all of the above and more. Those are a few of the many things that the Spirit produces in us and more. When the Spirit is at work in you, the transformation is holistic. It's not like we get to pick and choose which one we want to nurture and work on. When the Spirit is at work in you, you will see that transformation and it's holistic. And that's how we know we're being transformed, by observing how the fruit of the Spirit is growing in each one of us. And I want to point out that the fruit of the Spirit can only be expressed in community and not individually, right? Like how to express kindness and generosity of course, you can do it to yourself to some extent, but the fullness of it is expressed in community. We are free in Christ, free to serve and to do good and not to indulge our desires to control other people or have power over them. Each of us is free in Christ to be for the world what Christ was for the world an agent of reconciliation and love. And fourthly, one is truly free only when everyone is free. I went to search where this quote actually comes from, this concept actually came from, and it's actually attributed to the great civil rights leader and women's rights activist, Fannie Lou Hamer, who said, Nobody's free until everybody's free. And Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. took that and he put it this way, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality. If we want to live in a truly just society, we all need to support each other in a fight for equality to obtain equal rights for all LGBTQ people, we have to fight for civil rights and women's rights and immigration rights and disability rights and so on. 
when it comes to equality, there's no hierarchy of oppression. And it's a powerful and important idea. We won't achieve full equality by merely focusing on our own struggles and ignoring causes that don't seem to involve us. As Nelson Mandela said, to be free is not merely to cast off one's chains, but to live in a way that respects and enhances the freedom of others. To live in a way that respects and enhances the freedom of others. Our freedom is inextricably intertwined with one another's freedom. And you know what? This is not just a modern concept, right? It's a biblical concept that originated with God as spoken through the prophet Isaiah. And in Isaiah, God is speaking, right? Do you call that fasting? A fast day that I, God, would like? All the things that the people were doing, right? If you read the portions before, this is the kind of fast day I'm after to break the chains of injustice, to get rid of exploitation in the workplace, to free the oppressed, to cancel debts. What I'm interested in seeing you do is, and God's very clear here, sharing your food with the hungry, inviting the homeless poor into your homes, putting clothes on the shivering ill-clad, being available to your own families. Do this and the lights will turn on. Your lives will turn around at once. Your righteousness will pave your way. The God of glory will secure your passage. Then when you pray, God will answer. You will call out for help and I'll say, Here I am. From the beginning of time, we hear from the prophets of the Hebrew Bible that the widows, the exploited, the marginalized, those who experience injustice are the ones especially on God's heart. And that is why they need to be on our hearts too, even as we think about freedom. So I want to ask you, who comes to mind when you think about those who are not free today? In our world today, in our community, in our society, the people around you, who are the people that come to mind when you think about those who are not free? There are all kinds, right? When you're thinking about people who are not free physically, people who are not free spiritually, emotionally, socially, politically, in many different ways, right? So different people come to your mind, right? Go-getters, hmm? friends, colleagues, family, those in debt, those that don't care, those with no end in mind, racial minorities, death row prisoners, married men in the closet, mm -hmm. haters, our trans friends, people in poverty, drug addicts, us hiding at workplace, Mm -hmm. sick, unwell, those who are yet to know God, the migrant workers, yeah, that's a big one, right? I mean, I think this pandemic showed us even more the discrepancy 
and the things that, the injustices that they had to endure. Students, those with power, yes, in some ways, right, in an ironical way. Yeah. The neurodiverse, yep. So many, right? So many people come to mind. And as these people come to mind, I pray that God continues to move in you so you know what you are called to do for your friends, your colleagues, the people around you, the migrant workers, racial minorities. What are we called to do? You know, sometimes when we think about freedom and we look at what's happening in the world today, it feels like we are taking steps backwards rather than forwards. You think about the war in Ukraine, the shootings around the world, the re most recent being Oslo, racist attacks all around the world. And two days ago, the US Supreme Court, just on Friday, took the dramatic step of overturning the landmark 1973 Roe v. Wade ruling. And this ruling originally recognized a woman's constitutional right to an abortion and legalized it nationwide. Okay? The Roe v. Wade ruling happened in 1973. And that's significant to me, eh? because that's the year I was born. <laughs> and what just happened on Friday, after almost 50 years, is that the US Supreme Court has stripped away the constitutional right to choose what happens to their own bodies from millions of women. What this ruling does, really, is to make access to safe abortions harder, especially for poor and marginalised women. As a result of Friday's ruling, so the Supreme Court is made up of many justices, right? The liberal ones are in the minority, and they were the ones who were outnumbered. And they said, from the very moment of fertilization, a woman has no rights to speak of. A state can force her to bring a pregnancy to term, even at the steepest personal and familial costs. And this may be happening in the US, but women all over the world are standing up in solidarity with women in the US. And this is because we recognize that one is truly free only when everyone is free. And if you're not a woman and you're wondering, why is Pauline talking about this, you know? How does it relate to me? <laughs> and it's okay to think that, right? We all think that, right? An example of how intertwined our lives are, regardless of whether you're a man or a woman, straight or queer, is the fact that one of the judges on the Supreme Court has made it very clear that this is just the beginning. He said, it's time to revisit and possibly overturn past rulings on same-sex marriage, contraception, etc. And whether we recognize it or not, what happens in the US has significant cultural impact on the rest of the world. Nobody's free until everybody's free. You know, the theme song for this year's Pink Dot was Fight Song for those of you who were there. And I found the lyrics inspiring when we were singing it last week at Hong Lim Park. And yesterday, I happened to listen to it again, and I realized it continues to challenge and inspire 
whatever the issues we are facing in our world today, our fight for freedom as Christians is recognizing that because Christ has set us free, we are called to be invested in the freedom of others too. One is truly free only when one is free to pursue authenticity and wholeness in faith. One is truly free only when one is free to love your neighbor and even your enemy. One is truly free only when one is free to serve. And one is truly free only when everyone is free. I think Kwok Pui Lan, a deeply respected post-colonial feminist theologian, eloquently expresses what redemption, freedom looks like to me in our church community. She says, Redemption comprises therefore not only personal and spiritual reconciliation with God, which is the most basic part, but it's also liberation from bondage, the opportunity to develop one's potential, the well-being of one's family and community, freedom from warfare and other forms of violence, and the availability of a life-sustaining ecosystem and a sense of hope and security for the future. In our community, we understand this state of well-being as shalom, the restoration of all things and relationships to what they were meant to be. And in many ways, this is what we aspire to as a community in the kingdom work that we are involved in, as we co-inspire with others here in Singapore and beyond. And today I want to do something slightly different. I want to end with us singing and listening to Fight Song by Rachel Platten. As we carry the people that God has placed on our hearts and reflect on what God may be calling us to do, in spite of the things that are surrounding us right now, the setbacks that we see, the barriers that we see, what is God calling us to do? For you were called to freedom, my siblings. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love, become enslaved to one another. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, our power is turned on, and we've got a lot of fight left in us. And so if you're willing and able, you can stand, you can sing, if you want, if you don't want to sing, you can listen to the words. And I pray that this is something that you use to reflect on the people that God has placed on your hearts and what you're being called to do. Like a small boat on the ocean Sending big waves like how a single word can make a heart open I might only have one match, but I can make an explosion And all those things I didn't say were wrecking balls inside my brain I will scream loud tonight, can you hear my voice this time? This is my fight song, take back my life
Welcome to the time for communion. But before I start with the liturgy, I want to remind us, all of you and myself, that this table is a table of remembrance. This table is a table of proclamation. And I want to remember because Oftentimes, there are a lot of times we forget. And I learned, and oddly enough, from Sesame Street, what the colours on the Progress Pride flag mean. And I realised the black colour wasn't about um, people of colour in the US, or Black Lives Matter, but the black was to remember those queer folk who have died in the AIDS pandemic. But given the history of violence against LGBTQ people all over the world that happens daily, I think the black also re represents those who have lost their lives from violence. I want to take a moment to honour, to remember those who died, the two people who died in Oslo in yet another shooting targeting the LGBTQ community right before Pride. I also want to remember those who were killed in the Pulse shooting many years ago. 
I also want to remember the violence that transgender women of color especially suffered. That we remember every transgender day of remembrance. I want to remember now because this table is a table of remembrance, but this table is also a table of protest. A table that announces that death does not have the final say, that love is stronger. This table remembers death, but this table proclaims resurrection. And we need to do that every single time. They cancelled Pride Parade in Oslo on, Sat on Saturday, but people still marched because fear will not win. Death will not win. Hope, love, courage. These are the things that we lift up at this table. So I want to invite you to take a minute of silence to remember. Thank you. I don't know if you realize that every Sunday, as we remember, as Jesus commanded us, do this in remembrance of me. This is our fight song. This is our proclamation of love that is stronger than death. This is our proclamation of resurrection every single day. We gather every Sunday at this table. Even though at this time we are not all physically together, the table of God's feast transcends time and space. Because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table.
This means that you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not need to be a member of FCC. You do not need to be baptised. You only need to recognise that God's grace is sufficient and God loves you. The cross is two lines intersecting. The cross is where sorrow meets joy, where pain meets healing, where fear meets faith, where death meets resurrection, where hate meets love. This table is at the intersection where two lines meet. This table is the declaration that love is stronger. Love is stronger than hate, stronger than death. This table is where we break bread. It's the table of love, the center from where love flows. This, this table, table is, is one, one of awareness, awakening, awakening of forgiveness, of reconciliation, of salvation, of love. With grateful hearts, we break the space of history to share in your vision of sharing at your table where all are equal and all are free. We ask you to bless this bread and this cup. Through this meal, make us the body of Christ that we may join with you in promoting the well-being of all creation. Amen. We remember on the night when Jesus and the disciples had the last meal together, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it. He gave it to the disciples saying, This is my body which is broken for you. Take and eat it. And as often as you do, remember me. In the same way, he took the cup. And after giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples. He said, drink this, all of you. This cup is the new covenant. Pour out for you and for many. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Will the stewards come forward to distribute the elements? For those who are joining us uh, for the first time, uh, please hold on, on to elements and we'll partake of it together.
God bless these simple elements so they will nourish and strengthen us in body and in spirit. Let us partake of the elements together. May I invite you to stand and join in this prayer? But this time, you know, sometimes we often read liturgy and just go through emotions. But this time, read it and understand what it means. Let it permeate through you. Let and know that this prayer is really our fight song. Together. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning and welcome home, everyone. Uh, very good morning again. I'm Jimmy, your service leader for today. Now, before we move on to the next segment, uh, allow me to uh, thank Pauline and Miak for leading us through the sermon and the communion and remembering um, how important each of and every one um, of us here, you know, on-site or online, it means because we stand together as a community, um, Honouring and continue fighting and working, uh, doing the work of mission, of proclaiming love and justice and mercy in this world. So those who are new to our church, uh, we're a free community church, where free stands for first realise everyone's equal. For those who are new here, you know, we are an open and affirming church that welcomes, regard, welcomes you regardless of your sexual orientation, your race, your, your, your gender attraction, your social status, um, whether you're rich or poor, you're all welcome as children of God, um, full of, uh, worthy of love, right? So for those who are new to us, uh, new to joining us, all right, we'd like to stay in touch with you. Please help us uh, reach out to you so that we may serve you better by visiting us at fcc.la.com. Welcome. All right, or you can take out your phone and scan a QR code and simply fill up a simple form 
and we'll reach out to you and invite you to our newcomers meeting. So for today, at a, um, today after service, there is a newcomers meeting. So who, those who are new on uh, joining us on site, all right, you're invited to join us at the back of uh, the room at the back of the church after the service. All right, it will just be a short, short session where our pastors will meet up with you, answer simple questions uh, you might have about our church, get to know us better. So for those who are online, if you are unable to join today, not to worry. Simply fill out the form and there'll be a session. you can join the session in the, com uh, in the next month. Next, we move on to the part of our giving. All right, worshipping God with our giving and partaking in God's mission in this world through our giving. So I was reflecting about right, the message and um, the communion. Right? What is this freedom that we have gotten? What do we get out of? People say becoming Christians or, or, or proclaiming this faith. Right? I came up from a background where, oh, you believe in Jesus and you'll be pardoned of sin and when you die, you go to heaven. Right? I thought that always has been a Christian hope for me. All right? in the past when I was very young. But today I realise that the hope that is given by the mystery of our faith, the sacrifice and the death and resurrection uh, of those, of the person whom we call God and teacher and friend, is that we have been given the freedom to overcome the world. Or each of us has been given this wonderful gift to live life free of fear, all right, fear of persecution, death, threats. Because there is a hope that through death, begin life. And so I invite all of us to reflect and meditate on the things that we have received in our life, the freedom we have gotten. And as the communion liturgy says, it's in the giving that we receive. That we are to live out our life and our faith in community. So I invite all of us to reflect on that. Um, and before we take up your offering, all right, I will invite everyone um, to join me in a prayer of thanksgiving. But however, for those who are new joining us, how do you give? You can simply take out your phone, all right, scan the QR code. All right, um, you can give either to the church general fund, which goes down to paying the general operation and the salary and various items that keeps the church uh, running, uh, bringing you service online, etc. And or and or you can go to FCC um, Building Fund right, that goes down to paying the mortgage of the church so that we continue to, be, to have a physical presence right, and to be a community for everyone to come together. So scan the QR code or if you're giving by credit card, you can go to freecomchurch.give.asia. There'll be instructions given on the website. All right, so before we take up the offering and receive our offering, let us join together in a prayer of thanksgiving. The God of true freedom, we thank you. We thank you for the freedom we have received from you because our Lord Jesus Christ became a slave for us. Living and heeding you know, the call to love by giving up his life for the world, for each and every one of us and thereby we, give, we are receiving this wonderful gift of hope to live out life, to freedom to live out life, a life of love, of mercy, 
and justice. Lord, through our giving, may we continue to participate in your movement, in your mission of restoring the world, of bringing the world to wholeness, to shalom. All of us, each and every one of us, is called to be part of this whole. We thank you for this opportunity of receiving this blessing in our lives. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for all that we have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Right. May I invite the stewards to come forward for those who are giving physically, like you're dropping a check or a cash. You may just raise up your hand and our stewards will come to you right, to take up the offering. Thank you very much. Next, we move on to announcement. We have some interesting announcement coming up. Living Water and Lush 2022. All right. Um, groups for Reconciling Faith and Sexuality. All right. This is a long time running um, series that we have in church. So if you are new or not so new, or you have like some, you have come from another faith tradition, tradition or Christian tradition, and you like to think about like how do FCC, how do we approach Scripture, and open up our eyes so that we can look at passages that you know like sometimes we struggle with um, in terms of reconciling our faith uh, and our sexuality. Join us for the session, all right? Um, that begins in July, which is in a few days' time. All right, sign up at fcc.la slash LW2022 or simply scan the QR code, all right? And once you have signed up, all right, and you'll receive, be receiving instructions uh, or, or somebody will actually reach out to you via the email or the contact details. Next, do you know what ACE is? Anybody know what ACE is? It's not casino or gambling or anything, right? Can read, right? Well, because like challenging some of the folks who may not be able to see. So, ACE, after church events. Because also, i short of memory. So, <laughs> so, we have a few installments or a few activities in, uh, installed for everyone. Alright? Coming up, the first item, we, uh, first event, the ACE that we have, is actually painting of Faith Rock. How many of you are excited? Uh, how many are joining? Right, and I've got news for everybody. So if you are hearing this first time, right today, the the slots are full. <laughs> All right. So this send out is a very clear signal. If you are interested, oh, don't join the last minute because there are there are preparations that needs to be done. So if you are interested and miss out today's opportunity, right, one o'clock. The, uh, those who are lucky who have uh, you know heed the advice of signing up early, look forward to seeing your jo- uh, joining your at the painting of Faith Rock. Alright, so if you didn't sign up in time, not to worry, you still have 24th of July, making of prayer rope, alright, um, and 21st of August, Kimjang Day, making of kimchi, wow. food, alright, so don't miss out, alright, so if you don't have, you miss the rock to build the foundation of faith, don't worry, you still have uh, spiritual nourishment, alright, and physical nourishment coming your way, alright, for making the prayer rope and Kimjang Day, so how do you sign up? Alright, they say go info. Ah. Actually, that's another way. Alright, go to fcc.la slash guess. What is it? Ace. Ace. Very easy. fcc.la L-A, slash ACE. Alright, so go there and sign up. Alright, so if you hear of this, like, wow, a lot of people taking out the slots. Oh, yeah, I missed the opportunity. Please, whip out your phone now. Even while I'm talking, I won't be offended. Please, sign up now. Alright?
Next, we have June babies. Alright, let me get the names out. <laughs> alright, so as I announce, alright, oh, we have that ready. So we have Yeme. Can we a round of applause and just wish them Brandon, Raging, Christine, and Welton. Happy birthday to our June babies. Of course, I know many of you are also June babies. Alright, those online and on site. Alright, however, we put up the names because we have the records because they are our church members. Alright, so uh, really wish them and um, a very wonderful mid-year. No, now it's the turn of the year. So before we move on to benediction, I'd like to invite Pastor Mia to pray for the June babies uh, and then the benediction. Thanks. Um, I know Brendan is on site. I don't know whether the rest are on site, but Brendan, will you come up and, um, you know, sort of as a representative? I, okay, I'm just checking if any of the rest are on site. And if anyone else is a June baby, but not one of our members, uh, uh, if you cannot sabo or you want to sabo yourself, please come up. We'd like to say a prayer for you as well. Anyone? Shy. I, know, I see some movement, so I know that there's probably one or two more June babies here. Uh, shy. Okay, never mind. Then I shall pray for Brendan and all those uh, online as well at, at the same time. Those are, uh, who are sitting in, in, the, in, the, in your seats and receive this prayer. God, we want to give thanks for all these people you have brought into our lives, into this community, to become part of our family. We lift them up to you and give thanks for all the blessings you have poured onto them in the past year. And we pray for them for the coming year ahead that they will have courage to face the challenges that will surely come. They will have joy in all the surprises in life that makes them smile. And they will have faith, even though there's times where we don't know what's going to happen ahead of us. And most important, love. Love that sustains us. Love that helps us love other people. Love that transform us and heal us. God, shower them, strengthen them, and know they are beloved. They are your beloved, and they are our church's beloved as well. All this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy birthday, or happy belated birthday for you. <laughs> May I invite you to stand to receive the benediction. People of God, you have been freed. You have been freed of the chains and bondage of fear, of hate. Because Christ has shown you that you are God's beloved with no exceptions. So may you know that in the core of your very be being, that you may go out to proclaim God's love for all people, including your enemies, so that all might be transformed by the power of this love. Remember always, you are beloved and always have courage and faith in that love that is unshakable. Go, go in God's power and go in God's love. Amen.
Thank you for joining us this Sunday. Have a good week ahead and we look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you.